Sports FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Think Bigger, because it is. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Wednesday, March 15th in the year 2023. And a look at the calendar. Man, I could remember this month is going by so fast already. Can't believe it. Sooner, sooner than you know it, it's going to be Bards Fest time, which is always a good thing. And man, it's starting to we're starting to get things together. I'll make some announcements in the near future. People are like, "Do you have dates yet? Do you have dates yet?" It's coming, Patriots. It's coming. You want to make sure we got everything in line. Don't worry, you won't be left out. Promise. I won't. It's kind of hard to have Bards Fest without Bards people. So just kind of put those things together. You're going to have to know one way or another, right? Otherwise, it doesn't work. Hey, Patriots, before we get going, I want to talk about iTarget Pro. This is, I've advertised this, this company for a while because I love their product and because it's such an awesome story. This product was actually designed by Joe Crouch, who's the inventor of our iTarget Pro. And why it's so significant is that it's a product that he realized he didn't have time to go to the range. The cost of the ammo was getting too high even when he did go to the range. And then he had a wife who was afraid of guns, and he needed a safe way to train her and to keep his skills up. So he developed, after doing a market analysis and realizing how expensive the comp- the competition was for lesser product, the guy's also an app developer. So he built this whole thing to work as a low-cost, high-value product that will help train you in your skills. You can do it in the comfort of your home. You can work with your children, You work with your family, work with your your wife, whatever, husband. Maybe maybe there's a husband that's afraid of guns. Women, if you are married to a husband that's afraid of guns, whoo, I don't know what to say about that one. But anyway, and it's a great way to get trained and keep your skills up at a very affordable cost. So I'm just going to give that little cool pitch that we have anyway. So, But I want you to have that context because iTarget Pro is an awesome product. Carry it, iTargetPro.com, and your Bards code gets you the discount. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. I swear it's the most popular promo code on the web. At least if it isn't, it's going to be soon because we're going to make it that way. 
have every retailer in the world going, can we get a Bard's code? It's like, I don't know. Send us something we can try. We'll see if you're up to the standards of Bard's Nation. And those that make the cut, there's some great people out here that want your product. We'll just kind of be like that. That's our alternate economy. Hope every I'm seeing lots of great posts, which, by the way, I wanted to say this is fantastic. Lots of people talking about the sour, making sourdough. Remember, we got the sourdough revolution going on now. If you don't know what that is, real briefly, start making sourdough bread. You'd use get get on the web or reach out to Bard's folks. They've got plenty of knowledge. We have an amazing resource of great people. Make your start sourdough starter from scratch and get it going and then start making sourdough bread once a week. And unless you're our mod punky who has to make six loaves because her children consume the bread before it comes out of the oven, you're going to want to try to share a loaf with your friends and family. But that may not be possible because you might find it so good that you're going to have to eat it all right away. In which case, I would highly recommend that you get an exercise program going stat. Don't mess. Don't waste around. So anyway... Sourdough revolution. And the whole principle is simple. We're, we're, we're building this concept to get back to doing things with our own hands, blessing what you do as you do, pray into the bread, seriously, and then share it. We're building, we're building fellowship with our neighborhood. Love thy neighbor. You might give it, I mean, it, there's no limit who you can give it to. Take it to the office, share it at work, share it with friends, share it with your neighbor, share it with the kids on the street. If you have any left, but I, you know, it's like, that's the idea is once you get past the initial rush of sourdough where you're like eating all three loaves at one dinner because it's so good. And then the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I literally am going to have to, I do a week's worth of exercise to burn that off. Then you're back into the rhythm of like, okay, one loaf and then we share the other, (laughs) but it's coming. So that's true. But anyway, Check it out. It's always good. I saw someone post a little bit ago, which is true. Like when we just going back to iTarget Pro real quick, they said it's like the one addiction we don't want to break. Correct. Guns are the one addiction we don't want to break. It's good. It keeps these idiots in the government on edge. Hey, listen, when we start looking around what's going on, I want to start tonight with some insanity, which is typical of our government these days. And when I say that, when I say insanity, you should automatically think, oh, you're talking about everybody that lives in D.C. And it's like, yes, I am. So there, that's that solves that problem. First of all, I want to think, think, think here about SVB, which is Silicon Valley Bank, which, of course, is apparently no big deal, right? We've talked a little bit about that. And obviously, SVB is not a big deal because they're not talking about it anymore. So it's all solved, in, including Janet Yellen today, who said, there will never be another banking crisis in your life. She's like 99 years old, and she's telling us, how long is she going to live? Like next week or something, right? Uh, Oh, I got word today that apparently Fochi got COVID. (laughs) I'm sure that's perfectly normal. Anyways, too bad for him. Anyway, um, oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fochi got COVID. What a tragedy. I, I couldn't think of it happening to a better guy. Man. What what a awful thing that is. Got to keep it on the level here. But here, <laughs> they're, they're, things are getting pretty serious. When I say that, serious in the sense of disclosure and us being awake 
And there's probably a lot more to that, which I'll talk about here in a minute. But I want to start with this headline just to kind of give you the magnitude of stupid that's coming out of D.C. Pentagon officials suggest alien mothership in our solar system could send mini probes to Earth. So the alien mothership has arrived in our solar system to now send probes like we send them to Mars. And they're, it's apparently an intelligent life form that they are so sure at, at how they would know that it will send many probes to Earth or how they know it's the alien mothership are all questions we should be asking. It's like, excuse me, how, how do you know it's an alien mothership? Right? But that suddenly appeared in the news. Pentagon officials said in a draft document last week that aliens could be visiting our solar system and releasing smaller probes like missions conducted by NASA when studying other planets. In other words, missions conducted by the clown show NASA that's always done on a Hollywood set, they're now going to be sending probes to Earth. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fighting. We're filing that one. But if that's not enough, uh, yeah, there's more. Trust me. It, it, it gets better. You see, you heard the Russians kind of messed up one of our drones yesterday. It, it damaged a propeller. Okay, I want to be clear about this. It's a drone. Let's be clear about that, too. It's an unmanned aerial vehicle. These people are so desperate. They want a war at any cost with Russia. This thing's flying in the Black Sea. They're like, whoa, this is international waters. That's kind of like flying in the Great Lakes. Okay, so we're clear about this. And there's an active war going on in Ukraine which, oh, wait a minute, we're funding that war. That's right. We're, we're using the Ukrainians to fight a proxy war to try to kill Russian soldiers. And we also allowed Ukrainians to use chemical weapons on Russian soldiers. And we had, what was it, 44 bioweapons labs in Ukraine? No big deal. That we're all developing genomic weapon systems that we're trying to figure out how to poison and kill out the white Russians on the other side of Donbass? Hmm. And they were using Donbass as a place to experiment on. And, oh, wait a minute, there's that other thing about that German company that had a birthing clinic of women they were keeping in slavery, that they were birthing kids and selling them primarily to the gay men or gay population here in the, in the States. They wanted to adopt kids for a price of like 30 to 50,000 euro. Yeah, nothing going on in Ukraine. Not to mention the billions and billions of dollars that are being sucked into that vortex of hell over there. And keep in mind, what we're dealing with over there are ultimately the Kazarian Mafia, which has infiltrated our government, our intelligence agencies, our FBI, and our steering policy because why they hate us. And if you're a believer in Jesus, they hate you 10 times more. They, just, they would enjoy watching you roast slowly over a fire, which they're kind of doing with this vax. So in keeping that all in mind, which... I should just refer to them all as lizard heads because they're all acting like it anyway. Here, here's your Pentagon. This is the headline in Zero Hedge that came out today. Pentagon doubles down on flights near Russia's border after drone collision incident. Huh. So instead of backing off, they want, well, they want more because they're trying to provoke a war is what they're trying to do. It says, despite its MQ-9 Reaper drone crashing into the Black Sea on Tuesday after reportedly being harassed <laughs> and hit in a mid-air collision by Russian fighter jet, which was some awesome piloting, I'll tell you. Those pilots were flying so close to that drone they could almost touch it. That's like gangster. 
I just love it. So the Pentagon is doubling down on its provocative and clearly risky flights near Russia's border. Defense Secretary and Trader Lloyd Austin addressed the major – the trader part was mine. That wasn't in the article. The major incident Wednesday vowing that the U.S. will continue deploying its aircraft even after the highly dangerous near miss – and they say a near miss in the sense that it could have been much worse, which may, which many feared could have sparked a shooting war between nuclear armed superpowers. Well, of course, because these people, what what's happening right now is this system that they're all part of, this evil empire that they have built, which let's keep in mind that includes uh, developing a bioweapon that was deployed on the U.S. public to annihilate the U.S. public and many other things, is starting to come to surface, and they have no control over it. So when we say this, like I said tonight in the headline, think bigger because it is. It, these issues here are all distractions, and they're intended to be distractions because what's coming is about a magnitude of 10 bigger than this, and they know that if it comes out, they're all going to swing. And that doesn't mean on a childhood swing at the park either. That would be like Home Depot rope or like big thick rope or hemp rope with a special knot on it with a gallows, that sort of swing, right? The sort of swing that if they sold uh, if they sold front, <laughs> front row tickets or I always say this, you want to solve the U.S. debt problem, just sell pay-per-view, man. This is Trump's thing. I'm, president Trump, if you're listening and you get to be president again, just make it pay-per-view. Make those tribunals and those gallows things pay-per-view. And then we can all like have, we'll all volunteer. And our U.S. debt will be solved in a matter of minutes. I mean, you'll see the whole world buying in. You're like, how much are tickets? A hundred bucks for an hour? No problem, dude. Like how many hours is this going to go? Because I'll just, I'll just spend my life savings on it. It'll be gone. Like no problem. Easy. So there, there's a, there's a debt solution for everybody right there. All right. So then we've got these two. These two are a pair. Now, I hope nobody's listening to Sean Hannity anymore. He is the biggest piece of junk out there. He is a completely owned and controlled clown and straight out of Operation Paperclip. In fact, probably probably came right from the farm for all I know. And, of course, we have the, uh, which I, I guess the best way to frame this other individual would be we would refer to him as the catcher for John McCain in their little intimate relationship, if you get my drift, right? So that would be Lindsey Graham. Take a listen to this nonsense. They shot down our drone. What should our answer be? Well, we should hold them accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would, he would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. American foreign... They shot down our drone. <laughs> okay. No, they did not shoot it down. That's the first lie. Notice how this stuff always starts. They flew past the drone. They did such cool tactics. They actually got so close they could dump excess fuel on top of it. And then they bumped it and messed up the propeller on it. And it forced it out of the air and it crashed. Huh. In the middle of a war zone. And we're calling it international waters. Not that we would do anything different if they were running a drone off the coast of Florida or something, right? So Lindsey Graham, who is, I think, suffering from emotional loss with John McCain and is 
probably never has had his, well, how can I say this properly, probably has forever hemorrhoids because of his intimate relationship with John McCain, is now calling for war in in such a uh, bold way that because a mechanical device unmanned flying near, I mean, this what are those things, like $100 million? I mean, in U.S. budget, that's $100 million is about what they pay for one weekend with a bunch of kids. And you know where I'm going on that. So they, this money's no big deal for these people. So for $100 million, they're going to tank, uh, uh, they're going to go to war with Russia. And, of course, no, this is more important than the vax, more important than the economy, more important than child sex trafficking, those things, right? More important than the Hunter Biden laptop. All of these things. So Lindsey Graham wants a war. Of course he wants a war. Of course he wants a war. So that's Lindsey Graham and Sean Hannity. Let's put those two in the same category. So if you're listening to Sean Hannity, like, I don't know how else to say this nicely. Pull your head out, man. This guy's he has completely controlled opposition. And he's worse. Now he's not even controlled opposition. He's this deep state rhino. And he is a war troll is what he is. He's worthless, and he's owned by the state. So let's, you know, and I, he wears a CIA pin, if you haven't figured that out. Look closely, because he's, you know, tonight he wasn't when he did this. But typically, if you look closely, he's got a CIA pin on it. He just advertises who he is. Ridiculous. So we've got alien invasion ramping up because we've got alien mothership in our solar system. And we have a call to shoot down Russian planes because they bumped a unmanned piece of flying garbage that was getting near Russia airspace. And remember, this is where it gets really gray, just so you understand tactically. What we do, every other country does it as well. They fly along international borders right on the edge, and they use their horizontal capability and radar and intelligence collection to reach across international borders into other countries. So they can claim that they're innocent while they're picking up, you know, intercepts of cell signals. They're using their their radar out there on the horizontal level to pick up anything moving. They use their cameras and long-range camera systems to pick up digital imagery. This is how they do it. And here's a question you should be asking is, well, how, why aren't we using satellites? Why do we even have a drone up there in the first place? It's always interesting. Maybe they ran out of helium. I don't know. Maybe NASA's, out, maybe NASA's helium budget is not working. Well, here's, here's some stuff that is real, though, and this is pretty good. I, <laughs> this is what we call whoops. This is one of the whoops I was wrong uh, headlines. Uh, whoops, I'm adding the whoops, we were wrong. Evidence shows puberty blockers are neither safe nor reversible, says Canadian doctor who helped pioneer puberty blocker drugs. Oh, so if you're that uh, 10-year-old or 12-year-old, Oh, by the way, whoops, sorry, uh, you're forever screwed up because we can't re-engineer that. We've puberty blocked you. And oh, by the way, parents, you <laughs> you fools out there that put your kids through this, um, I'm going to be taking, I'm going to be that guy at the elevator when you come up to heaven because I will literally be kicking your butt straight into that elevator right down to the lake of fire. And I won't waste any time and I won't I it won't hurt me one bit. Matter of fact, I'll be grabbing to espressos in between to enjoy myself as I sip and kick the button because this is this is horrific. So this is Dr. Susan Bradley who helped pioneer gender affirming care. 
in Canada has now spoken against the popular model of gender-affirming care. Huh, just like that. So she helped pioneer it, and now she's speaking against it. I get, I, that's such a nice, convenient thing to do. They do this when they know that the world is falling apart. They do this and they jump because they know they're going to be the first one in line to get that nice, really nice thick. It's got to be, if it's done right, it's got to be at least three quarters of an inch around hemp rope. I mean, that, that, that sucker is going to fit nicely, snugly. They know they're going to be on that. And they know they're going to be sitting on that magic trap door. And that guy says, pull, and it goes, <laughs> and you hear this little, and there you go. That's it. So anyway, she says, by, she says that by placing children on puberty blockers, this is, it's not reversible. So Dr. Bradley founded the Child and Adolescent Gender Identity Clinic in Toronto, Canada in 1975 to issue puberty blockers to children around the early 2000s. Prior to the medication, she used more traditional forms of therapy, such as talking with her patients. Oh, did you know that talking to your patients is a traditional form of therapy? I don't know if you knew that. I had no idea. I didn't realize that we weren't talking to patients anymore. It's amazing. So in her interview with Daily Caller, Dr. Bradley stated in regards to puberty blocker medication, we were wrong. Oh, just like that. We were wrong. They're not irreversible as we always thought. They have longer-term effects on kids' growth and development, including making them sterile and quite a number of things affecting their bone growth. How would you feel right now if you were a teen and your parents had put you on puberty blockers because you had some confusion in your hormones early on, which is probably more common than not? And now suddenly, like, oops, uh, sorry, man, like you're sterile and your bone development is going to be right. Uh, sorry. Uh, see ya. Have a nice day. There are going to be a rise of people in this country. And, you know, this tweet went out. I think it was Woods that put this tweet out almost a year ago. And it was, I, it was something to this effect. I don't have it in front of me, but it was something to this effect that you parents that are putting your kids on puberty blockers, when your child comes at you with an ax as a psychopathic killer, don't ask why. That's essentially his tweet. And this is the truth. Because what we're dealing with here is a rise of a group of people that will have nothing to lose. And this is where I'm leading tonight. You're seeing these distractions because there is a rise of people that have nothing to lose. Now, with this, I'm going to talk a lot about balance, too, because there is a design in this. And we talked about this last night, a really good piece I, I put up there with this young Irish lady who was talking about how this whole thing is being played out so that the, they raise up so much anger that people go into a literal civil war to destroy the system completely so that they can usher in their new world order. I don't think that's not, I think that's accurate, accurate and on point. But you can see how this is happening. And those that are in power right now are in panic because they're not the ones that are insulated. Remember, the power structure we're trying to get to is way at the top of the pyramid. And we haven't even touched that yet. But these people down at this echelon have been all thrown out for bait, just like 
chum to a white shark, and we're the white shark. The difference is that we've got to keep an, a centered path in all of this and keep a level head because the emotions are going to be flying, and it's going to get crazy. But what's really what's continuing to go on here additionally is these other elements that they all know that people are going to reject, and one of those things is artificial intelligence. We've talked a lot about that. In fact, Friday night, I'm going to have Luke of Voice of Reasons back on. We, I just interviewed him earlier tonight, and he just he does a whole piece on AI and how dark it is. It's really amazing and what he's done. I, I always like his research. But here we are, and artificial intelligence is in the position to literally replace 30 to 50% of the jobs by 2030. On top of that, so that's one thing, and there's no recovery from that. There's no immediate, in that short a span, there's no way you can replace those jobs. I'm gonna, maybe give me a firsthand example of this. In the small town where I am back living, where I grew up, we lost about 20, 15 to 20 logging companies, small family-owned logging companies of a span of about three years. This was under Reagan, and it all was done through the same type of games that we're seeing with all this other stuff. It was Wall Street money that came into the local logging companies. There was a depressed market. They offered them an opportunity to raise capital. They sold and pitched it really well. They turned these companies into C corporations with a board of directors. Once they established a board of directors, they voted out the owners. So the owners were, were left with not even owning their own company anymore. And then they went through a process of firing everybody, shutting down the company, and selling off the assets to consolidate. So it went to places like Warehouser as a consolidated asset. And then they began this mass clear-cutting in Oregon, which literally at one point, Oregon, even though I know people keep saying it's a blue state, Oregon literally considered making the timber industry or the timber in the state a state national asset that could not be touched because it was that bad. They were clear-cutting every other grid, every other square 300, 440 acres. It was unbelievable. But the point of this is that in this town, that blow to the to the small town, it took this town almost 30 years to recover from that economic depression. When I grew up, I was common to see 20 to 25% unemployment, which is not something you recover for. And there was a big hemorrhage. This town went from about 16,000 to 12,000, and it's back up to 22,000 now. So it took that long to reset. That's about, so it's 80, so it's about 40 plus years that it took for this town to recover from that. So when you start to, coring away at the core of what we're talking about here, which is a core of jobs at a level of 30 to 50%, you have a mass number of unemployed. And so you're going to be left as well with people that don't even have the skills to interface because everything's moving towards this robotics and AI. So that's where they're trying to push in this UBI. And this UBI is a kind of a force-fed option to make people accept their new position of like, you're going to be dependent on the state and all part of the model, all part of the design. So where people become wholly dependent financially on the state and therefore you're wholly dependent on obliging to the state, hence your social credit score and, and your compliance in a slavery system, all driven by the CBDC. So all of this distraction that's going on is in part 
to deflect from the truth that's percolating up with like these puberty blockers, the pharmaceutical companies, the the jab, the bioweapon, all of these these truths that are percolating up. But the big one is the reset, which is happening as we speak. And so they're constantly keeping people, dragging people down the road with the Hunter Biden laptop, the disclosures about the Biden family, and they're trying to gin up all this support for people to like, oh, we're winning, we're winning. I, the question you have to ask is, who's doing the release of information? And what suddenly forced Congress to become the good guys when every single one of them is on the take? About 60 percent, I'm see if I can find this piece as I'm talking, about 60 percent of Congress is on the take in one way or another. Here, This is Russell Brand. Let me, he does a great thing, so take a listen. I went on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show leading the neoliberal establishment to attack me for being a right-wing conspiracy theorist. At least of them facts that I was going to tell you about, if I may, I hope you will. At least 100 members of Congress own fossil fuel stocks, of which 59 are Republicans and 41 are Democrats. Oh, look, the Republicans are a bit worse. Of the $263 million of the pharmaceutical industry spent on lobbying in 2021, it gave 61% to the Democrat Party and 39% to the Republicans. Oh, no, the Democrat Party is a bit worse. Don't let me Members of Congress own stocks at all. Do not accept lobbying money from the pharmaceutical industry. If you've seen any of the criticism in the neoliberal media, you might think, well, what was it about? Because these are not right-wing talking points. This is anti-establishment, anti-authoritarian, anti-financial corruption rhetoric that everyone should be interested in. So it makes me think that the voices that are attacking me are supporting establishment power. And they are. And so that's just it. This is you're you're really seeing the core of this corruption. So as much as you want, as one may want to believe in the investigations on the Hunter Biden laptop or breaking, we're going to do investigations on COVID. The fact of the matter is that this is all a game to keep you distracted from the bigger issue, which is rolling out, which is the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is centered on two principal issues: the expansion of AI and the, the collapse of the economy simultaneously to force people into the CBDC and the social credit score. And the collapse of the economy is happening. So one of the things that, this is just a headline today, CVDC, SVB, which is Silicon Valley Bank, collapse, how financial crisis boosts the CBDC threat. So this is just a quick pieces here. Last Friday saw, this is from Zero Hedge Today, on Wednesday, March 15th, 2023, at 4 p.m. Last Friday, saw the total failure of Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th biggest bank in the United States, the biggest bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. By Sunday, the Silvergate Bank and the Signature Bank had joined SVB in full collapse. All three are now safely under Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation control. That's by design, by the way. So we're, we're looking, FDIC and the Fed are working hand-in-hand hand to seize these banks and put them under their control so all banks become centrally owned. That's all part of this CBDC rollout. But the damage didn't stop there. So FDC, the FDIC has taken the unusual step of fully guaranteeing all deposits kept with the SVBD or SVB, meaning the federal government will get taxpayer money out, of the comp, out to compensate every SVB customer. So if you're an SVB customer, which means you are 
primarily that's a venture capitalist bank. You just doubled your money because the money was pulled out and they probably pulled it out themselves. The bank collapsed and now everybody is going to get insured and covered by taxpayer money. But the damage didn't stop there. Naturally, this put pressure on other regional banks with two more, First Republic Bank and PacWest Bank, coming close to collapsing themselves following mini runs. So the whole orchestration here has been to pile money in and to try to squelch the emotional part of the dollar, which the dollar's worth nothing. We know that. It's all an emotional relationship. But all of this is being engineered. And it's being engineered, quite frankly, so that they can roll out this CBDC. And it says, logically, there's only one place that this two-pronged propaganda for anyone who's paying even a smallest bit of attention, central bank digital currency. The narrative fits too well uh, for it to be anything else. Going forward, CBDCs can be pitched as more secure than traditional banking and more regulated than traditional crypto. This is the war they've been waging on crypto, the war they're waging on banks to try to show the failure of banks and in moving people into the CBDC as a more secure place to put your money. The Fed has 100% control over all of that. And remember, the CBDC is a programmable currency. It is the step towards social credit score. And as they get closer to that, into the social credit score, what they're going to be doing is forcing compliance. If you want your money, you have to comply. The, what I understand is going to be the first step of this is the banks are slowly being taken over by the Fed. They're going to still exist, but they're going to be run by the Fed. And at some point, they're going to flip the switch. And to my understanding, what's going to happen is when they do this, it'll probably happen over a weekend. Then you'll be, it'll be announced, like there'll be some technical glitch that they'll say, or we're going to do a resetting of systems. They'll make it very benign. You won't be able to get any money out over the weekend. This was just a test run to get people ready for it, in my opinion. And then as you get there, what will happen is on Monday, they'll announce that, oh, your bank's been redone. You have to log in with your new, your new credentials. You have to reestablish your credentials, your phone number, all of your ID, your social security number, all this stuff, so they can verify and log you in. And then on that site, what I understand is you're going to have the ability for a short time to have three different things. You can have dollars like you traditionally have in your bank account. You can have cryptos, but then everything is going to be encouraged to migrate to the CBDC because that's going to be the new direction of currency. This is the ultimate trap. And it's what one of the big things that they're trying to keep you distracted from as we go forward. So Lindsey Graham out here in front talking about shooting down Russian planes, right? Or stories like, Wellesley students vote to admit trans men to the historic women's college. These sort of nonsense things. The brainwashed student body, which they are, are all walking lockstep into this trap of the CBDC. This is truly digital prison. And then, of course, you have the Elon Musk thing about, you know, Skynet or like what is Skylink should be called Skynet because it's just a precursor to Terminator is all that is. You know, I don't know how people can continue to worship Musk. He gives it away every time. Just look at his avatar. I mean, the dude is in a Baphomet costume. I don't know what else to say. You know, it's like, oh, no, he's just kidding. That doesn't mean anything. Symbolism will be their downfall. It's right in your face, right? Or, you know, like I said the other night, it's like you've got these Trump announces 10 new cities. It's like, oh, that's funny. Um, 
top 10 mega regions in the United States. Here's a headline on Tech Republic. The core of the U.S. economy is made up of roughly a dozen mega regions, some of which stretch into Canada and Mexico. If you're thinking of relocating, you're looking for greener tech pastures, you want to check out these 10 U.S. mega regions. So this is a plan that was developed by Rockefellers, and it's all part of the 2030-2050 agenda. So like you've got the this one here, which is the what they call Boss, which is Boston, Washington. It stretches some 500 miles east of the east up the United States from Boston through New York. Chai Pitts, which is Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Charlanta, which is Raleigh, Durham to Charlotte, Atlanta. SoCal, which is Los Angeles through San Diego down to Tijuana. What's this sounding like? The North American Union, right? Uh, Tor Buff Chester, which is Toronto through Buffalo, New York, and Rochester. That's number five. NorCal, which is San Francisco through from Silicon Valley to the sea to Napa wine region. SoFlo, southern half of Florida, Miami, Orlando, and Tampa. Dow Austin, which is Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Texas. Hugh Orleans, which is Houston and New Orleans. These all are the regions. And my bet is if you really uncapped what Trump was saying about these 10 areas, this is what it would come down to. And then Cascadia, Medford and Portland through Seattle into Vancouver. All that radical North Carolina, Northern California area is and Eastern Oregon area, they're all excluded, which means they want everybody off those sections of land moved into these mega regions. So when I hear Trump talk about 10 new cities, all I hear is that. And this is back to what I'm saying. We have got to step back from this fight. And I don't mean not be engaged. I mean, take your perspective back. Don't get caught in this craziness of politics. Between Biden and Trump and everything in between, that is what I am calling Lucifer's pendulum. You're going from dark, dark to what, what they're trying to tell you is light. That's just a Luciferian metaphor. And they're trying to keep you locked into these fake areas of hope. You need to step back and take a kingdom perspective and look at this and realize that whole system is going to come down. But they're throwing everything they can at it because the thing that they're afraid of most is not just the knowledge awakening, it's the spiritual awakening of people. Because once there's a revival in the belief in in Jesus, there's no more allegiance of any kind to a state government, and they know this. So the only way they can move people to the point of control is to collapse the system brutally, which is going to be the financial piece, and then very quickly have in place a rollout of an alternative so that people can eat. And to change the ability of money quickly so people can't transact the way they normally do. That's principally it. Shred the money that people have savings in savings. Keep in mind that if you have 401ks, and I don't mean to burst your bubble, or you have a, I do mean to burst your bubble. Let me be clear about this. I do mean to burst your bubble. If you have a 401k, if you are on a pension, if you are on any sort of retirement plan, you're living on borrowed time. There is no money in those. All you have is a ledger that has a number, but that money has been long pilfered out of the system, and they know it, and that's why they are doing everything they can to rake the banks of their money right now so that they can control their assets and keep people in the blind because when they drop the hammer on this, there's not going to be any money, and they want that initial chaos and shock and awe so that they can roll out martial law, in my opinion. 
or some version form of it like FEMA. And then you get to this place where they're going to be there and say, oh, by the way, we're here to help. Anytime the government says they're here to help, start looking quickly for the FEMA buses because that's about it. And guaranteed with this is going to be a number of things. Like if you sign up for the CBDC, I can I can almost bet you that it's going to say things like you're going to have to answer questions like, do you own guns? Um, did you take the vax? All of these things. you know. And with this, they're going to try to change all the rules on the net. What Duncan covered a week ago, last Friday, if you didn't catch that show when Duncan came on, great research. And that's Kilted Christian for those of you that don't know who Duncan is. He did some great research, came on the show last Friday, and what he was looking at was this TikTok bill. Super important to grasp because this TikTok bill didn't have a number on it. Why wouldn't you put a number on a congressional bill unless it's not a bill? Unless it is a new policy law that's going to replace the Constitution, and that's more likely what it is. Because that completely annihilated any sort of freedoms that we had. That single bill says TikTok, and when you dig into it, what you discover is it all has to do with social credit scores, artificial intelligence, digital tracking, all these things that basically in one single bill annihilates anything left of the Constitution. So as long as we're in alignment with them and their policies, you're going to be caught in it. All of this comes back to, again and again, the bigger picture. There is going to be a trial of time that we're going through here. It is not going to be easy. It's not going to be smooth. And they are going to do everything they can to force people into their system. And force, when I say that, they're not going to yet, they're not yet going to round you up and stick you in FEMA camps, which won't go well anyway. But what they will do is they will try to get people so panicked and broken and caught off guard, they have no resources available to them. Because you notice, and I've, I've said this, nobody, and I when I say nobody, I'm including Trump in this, nobody is telling people, America, you need to put away 90 days worth of food and, and, and cash. Nobody's telling you that. And you better ask why. Because if you really have somebody who's working in the favor of the people, they would be saying these things right now that every single person needs to have 90 days worth of supplies on hand. That's what you're going to need at the minimum to endure this difficult period so that you can either, somewhere you're going to be able to pivot and adapt. Ideally, as we've talked about at length here, you should be having a year worth of supplies and in plenty of seeds, and you should be growing a garden right now. You should be sourcing locally. You should have silver and cash on hand. Oh, wait a minute. i got to tell you this real quick. I am not an investment advisor. I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat, and I don't play a doctor on TV, nor do I play an investment advisor on TV. So do your own research. So all these things are my opinion, of course. Kind of. <laughs> like, kind of witnessed it in, in a war zone. But the whole deal is this whole, this whole mess right now, my read on this, which is deeply disturbing, is as they roll out this information and they're not yet calling for the stopping of the injection, it means that they've accomplished a certain benchmark of necessary poisoning of the public. That's going to leave the public 
maimed. It's going to ensure that the corporate medical system has plenty of patients to carry it forward. It's going to leave people dependent on the government. All of this has been happening. And from what we understand, with like 80% of the public injected at least once, 60% probably with double shots, maybe boosters, and I don't know what those actual numbers are. It's dwindled down radically. But there's a lot of people poisoned out here. So the truth of the matters that are keep percolating up that are the nuclear bombs that can really unify people, the vax is one. The child sex trafficking isn't even on anybody's radar, yet it's at the core of the Biden laptop issue. And we're not hearing anything about that. And then we have this other component, which is the pending financial collapse and reset. Nobody's talking about those three things. Almost nobody. There's been one of the congressmen up there working on the CBDC. But his position is, we're going to go to a digital currency whether you like it or not. And it's like, uh, I don't vote in. I vote out. So there has to be some efforts now and everybody preparing in a very real sense. And if I, I say this so many times, I hope that you have been preparing. Nobody's going to be prepared enough when this system falls. But the more that you prepare, the more you're able to adapt. Adapting is the biggest issue, not complying. So you adapt to a new situation. I mean, it's literally one of the greatest failures of any army. Hence the reason when I worked at Fort Meade, we had a special unit attached or assigned specifically to what we call adaptability. And that concept of adaptability was how to teach the mindset of adapting to the changes in the battlefield and changes in the environments we're in. That's how you have to think. So it's not about whether you have enough supplies. The one thing is in the first sense of adaptability is get closer with God. And I truly mean that. And get solid in your relationship with Jesus into where it's intimate and personal so that you can lean into God and have trust and faith without having fear. Because fear is going to be the killer here. As people get fearful, as they get anxiety-driven, as they get neurotic and crazy, it's going to spew all sorts of craziness. And you're going to see more craziness coming. The worst place to be is in the cities, but it'll hit everywhere eventually. It already is, slowly. I mean, we've already seen the bank panic trickle out, and then they try to suppress it. I, don't, I think we're far from seeing the end of it. I mean, we start to see how far this is rippling out. As they're telling you nothing's wrong here, Credit Suisse today is was almost at a point of insolvency. But the Swiss National Bank stepped in to back Credit Suisse, and the Fed now is investigating Credit Suisse to see what their risk is. And remember, Switzerland's supposed to be the safe haven for all rich people's money, and yet they're at a tipping point. So SVB is just a symptom of a deeper cancer, but it's a part of a greater growth as they try to keep the cards moving. It's all integrated, and they're trying to keep people off balance. So when this system finally implodes and the rich have moved their money to where they need to and raked out as much money as they can in wealth, the people are left stranded holding nothing, which, like I said, if you have a pension, a 401K, anything you have right now, you are already holding nothing. They just are lying to you. And the reason they can is because they keep moving money digitally. There's nothing backing it. It's just numbers. But in the true sense of value, the dollar has zero value, zero, other than what people believe. And the longer this goes, people will lose their belief. And that's, again, part of their design. 
everything that I have seen coming out of the discussions, whether it's Trump or anybody else, is this attempt to isolate countries by region to create like a North American union to integrate us into these economic zones and to force this digital currency on us. And you just have to get to a mindset where you're going to say, I will not comply. We have so much power here. If people will understand that we have a power to accept or a power to deny. And that begins the, the whole process. Now, in all that said, as there's many times, and I, cause I get the comments and I shake my head. You're like, Oh dude, you've just become all love and hugs and you don't believe in anything. I, I don't want to see any sort of revolution or civil war. Let me be very clear. I don't want to see it. And I hope it doesn't come because if it does, it will leave blood rifts that we will never get over. So I do believe absolutely 100% in the power of God's love as a lead element in this fight. What I've never said and never will say is don't give away your arms. Never give away your arms. Peter didn't give away his sword. Jesus didn't tell him to. Jesus told him to sell a cloak and buy a sword. So understand that there is a very important role here in keeping your skills up at home and keeping yourself well defended. Do we want to see that? In absolutely no way do we want to see that. Could it happen? Of course. But the point is, this is where we build strength and community. Because you don't have to worry about the government being the problem. What you're going to have to worry about is the collapse of law enforcement in your local area when they don't get paid. How long do you think that cop is going to stay on duty when his paycheck bounces? How long do you think that ambulance driver is going to drive the ambulance when his paycheck bounces? How long do you think your sheriff is going to hold the line when he's not paid? And that'll depend on the individual and the places. So ultimately, as this thing starts to slide back, an economic disruption that we could see we could see. They're, in order to get the CBDC in play, they're going to have to collapse the banking system to a certain degree. And they're going to have to strip people's wealth and then come in and offer them something else. The dual hat of that is as wealth is taken away from people, they tend to wake up, especially in this climate. And the one thing we do know about these psychopathic fools that are running this world is they're out of touch with the people. That's a good thing in our advantage. So all of that falls back on us in a very simple way that we, the people, have to start coming to grips with the responsibility we have that are following Christ, have Christ in our heart to build community. If you think you're going to isolate yourself and stick yourself in a bunker, good luck because it ain't going to work. And I hope you enjoy your canned tuna and all that. But if you do do that, make sure and get a MyPillow, especially a MyPillow 2.0, because at least you'll be comfortable and sleep well. You can use your Bard's code to get that too, by the way. But anyway, that's that's where you need to be. But if you are in this whole time, and this is why I've been talking so much about the sourdough revolution, and that is to start building those intimate relationships with your neighbor, to love your neighbor. And look, I, I, I want to close with this story tonight because it's a fantastic story, and I'm going to carry it on tonight in Fishers. But it's a story that my dad shared with me today. That's really amazing. And, and this is it. There is big shifts happening here, Patriots, on a, an emotional and spiritual level that is beyond our reach. It's just, it's beginning to happen. 
There was a couple, my parents walk every day. They walk three to five miles a day. And there's a couple that they encountered about two and a half years ago, roughly two to two and a half years. I don't know the exact time frame because they had just taken the shot and they said hello on the trail. And these people, I mean, it was very tense because they were basically like telling my parents, if you don't take the shot, you know, you're going to die. And my dad's like, okay. You know, he's very polite to him, but he's like, not going there, man. We're not taking the shot. We're safe. We're fine. And very intense. So for about two years now, they pass them regularly. They walk generally at the same time. They pass them regularly on the trail. My parents always say hello. And this couple always snubs them and walks by. Okay. So my dad tells a story today. He's like, I can't believe what just happened today. I said, what happened? He said, we're walking by and this couple comes past us and we wave like we always do. And the husband waved, nicely waved for the first time. And as they passed, all of a sudden, the wife, who was like tyrannical the last time they talked to her two years ago, turns around. And obviously these folks are liberal. My parents are not. So you can already, there's like, you know, acid water stuff. But she comes around and she goes, hey, I'd like to introduce myself. She introduces herself by name. She says, I'd like to know if I can talk to you about a measure that I'm putting up. And it's about how to deal with the homeless, which is a super well-written measure, according to my dad. And they had this amazing conversation of like two people that were just really respectful of one another. Now, that doesn't just happen. There is a big change happening in our world at a spiritual level. We know that. So that also fuels that necessity for us to build our relationships with our neighbor. And I bring all that back home because even if your neighbor, and I get this a lot of times, like, I'm in a blue neighborhood, big deal. Tell me who doesn't like bread. And if your neighbor is like, you know, I'm gluten-free, whatever, make some gluten-free sourdough. I don't care. The point is we have got to make those outreaches right now more than ever, super critical. We have to get that foundation around us because in the end of the day, if we can't rely on one another, this isn't going to weather well. And what we're looking at are the psychopaths trying to run the circus, and they're running the circus in a good way. And the more that we disengage and start focusing on one another and ultimately leading people, saying that meet them where they are and then lead them to Christ, and they'll come. Sourdough is a door opener, man. And especially if you've blessed the bread and prayed on it as you've made it, they're ingesting something blessed. Let God do his work. It's amazing. So trust in Father. Stand with kingdom. Step away from this Luciferian clown show and enjoy this ride and enjoy the storm. You're literally building your house on stone in the middle of the storm, and it is going to, you're going to weather it okay. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are totally blessed here tonight to be assembled as we do from all over the world, and we're honored that you are here with us and honored that we have this amazing fellowship, which literally spans 120 countries. So for every person out there that's listening, no matter where you are, we are literally putting our prayers out for everyone, for the heart of Jesus. Seek it and to embrace it and to embrace one another. And even though these are virtual connections, they are real in the spiritual world. So pray into this, pray into the, into the body of Christ, and we pray that people will continue to pray into the body of Christ 
and embrace that unity that we have there, the strength that we get from that, and know that no matter where you are, you're not alone. We have an amazing fellowship, Father, that you've given us and you've seated us across the world, each in our communities, each with the power of Jesus to influence our communities, each with the power of Jesus to walk into our communities and be the example, be the light, be the thing that draws people closer to kingdom. So our prayer is, is bold. Let all that are out here that hear this take strength and resolve in the power of you, Father, to fearlessly stand in front of this time of evil and to walk boldly as Christ would walk, building fellowship and building the power of kingdom in our place. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I can't stress it enough, patriots, how important a time it is now to build fellowship. We've talked a lot about it, but this is we're getting into some critical moments here. And the more that we do, the less this storm will seem severe. And I, someone was said to me tonight uh, when I was talking before the show, I was talking to Luke from uh, Voice of Reasons. And his comment was, dude, I have no idea how atheists can even endure this right now or what's going through their head. And my response was probably Russian roulette. I mean, this is a crazy time if you don't have a relationship with God. And the more that we push into it, the greater the reward is. And as I shared with you last night, and I truly believe this, we have to let go of our concerns of money and concerns of bank accounts and investments Whatever it is, it is. Wherever you are, you are. Do everything you can to steward well. But at the end of the day, we're stepping into a kingdom era. And that's going to look different than anything we can imagine as long as we lean in and trust in Father God. And as we do that, man, I'm telling you, just like Mana, it will, we will be taken care of. So have your, keep your faith stronger than ever. Keep your time in Scripture. Pray. If you, have, if you think that you're not hearing from God, I guarantee you are. You're just not knowing where to listen. Ask him to speak to you. Make sure all that we're doing, we're pushing into God to ask for his guidance and drive on because this is the greatest show on earth and we are the stewards of the world. That's a pretty cool place to be, I'm telling you. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But he has us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion 
that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 